0: Well, hello there, Clock Dodgers. Guys, before I start up this podcast with this guest that I'm really looking forward to you guys talking with, um, I wanted to tell you guys about No Half Time really quick. It's a unique daily fantasy sports app where you use player versus player challenges. Um, I'm super hooked to it. I'm super addicted to it. Now, see, I'm really of the competitive nature. I like to believe a lot of my listeners are also um, because you guys that same mentality as me when it comes to sports, you know, fantasy sports, you know, your jobs, your relationships with everything in life. I'm super competitive. And so I always have those friends. I like to talk a lot of junk to, I got family members. I like to talk a lot of junk to, you know, especially when it comes to sports. Uh, like I said, I'm really competitive and no halftime allows me another avenue to talk my talk. Listen, you challenge your friends, get them on there and challenge them to these, you know, these matchups that are just player versus player. It could be basketball, it can be football, it can be baseball, it can be golf, soccer, whatever you want. And it's so fun to be able to rub it in their faces. And like I said, it's just player versus player. It keeps it simple. It keeps it like old school. It gives you that old school vibe. Um, so I, I need you guys to get on there. Get your friends and family involved because that's the only way you're going to talk junk to them about it. Give them the promo code CLOCK, C-L-O-C-K, so they have no excuse to not have money for you to take from them. And um, get on there and play now. Um, I know some people are you know really waiting for the football season to come back around. And I understand that. I appreciate you for that because I'm waiting too. But get on there now. Get this Get this money while it's there. You know what I mean? The, the, the promo code could change. The promo itself could change. Get the $10 while you can, guys. C-L-O-C-K at sign up. Get it now. Also hit them up on Twitter, leave a, you know, a, um, a review on the, on the app store for them and then let them know you left it there. Let them know clocked out your sent you. they get you out a free t-shirt, which I'm actually wearing right now. It is one of the most comfortable shirts I ever wore in my life. I don't know who made these things, um, but God bless them. God bless them. Cause this, this, this thing is comfortable. Um, also shout out to my boy Vinny. Yo Vinny. What up, man? Hey, podcast hotline kid has made this thing happen. It has made my dream a reality without it it wouldn't be possible it wouldn't be as easy it wouldn't be as simple he has made this simple for me with this podcast hotline kit right now on the website clockdodgers.com if you go there there's a banner on the right right hand side sorry that um if you click on that banner you will actually get the podcast hotline kit for less than i paid for it um and that's not a joke that's not a uh you know something I fluff am throwing you guys this is the real deal um vinny is the guy behind this product he is the greatest customer service person you'll ever meet in your life. He came up with this great idea and it's a great product and it works. I chat with him every single day about this product. I, I really can't get enough of it. And he even helps me out with stuff that aren't the podcast hotline kid. He's just super um, technical and, and good with this stuff. So um, he's 100% backed. I, I I love the dude and he, and he knows what he's doing. Um, so get on there, podcasthotlinekid.com. Or like I said, right on clockdodgers.com, there's a banner on the right-hand side. Holler at him, guys. He's on Instagram and you can send him an email, however you want. Let him know I sent you, and he'll take care of you guys. I promise. I promise. I promise. I promise. NoHalftime.com, PodcastHotlineKit.com, ClockDodgers.com. It's where it's happening, baby. It's where it's happening. Let's get into the show. One more thing before we jump into the show. This episode, this is kind of a pre-warning for you guys. This episode will talk about politics. It will talk about the recent tragedies our country has faced. It will talk about some of these things. Um, it'll also talk about the stuff that happened in Orlando because this episode was recorded, um, Not long after that, it was very recently after that. I held off on the episode because I knew I wanted to see how things unfolded with a lot of that stuff. Um, also with you know the uh, election stuff and everything that we talk about. So I gave it a little time, and within that time and the time I released it, new things have hit our country, um, new tragedies have hit our country, and so it's kind of really you know, in what this whole episode is about. Um, and on the outro, I will discuss this more in depth for the more recent things um, that have to be touched on. So if you don't want to hear about politics, if you don't want to hear about the recent tragedies our country is facing, the problems that our country is facing that are not recent that have been going on since this country has been developed, um, if you don't want to hear about that stuff, just download it and skip it. That's fine. I, I don't want anybody to uh, who, who can't handle um the intelligent conversation that don't want to hear um that kind of stuff talked about. I, I totally respect that. And uh you just keep it one you know, you just keep it moving. I, I respect that. Um so this uh episode um is definitely um definitely touching on some things that need to be touched on um definitely things that need to be spoken on and uh I hope everything gets put in order. Um my heart and feelings And thoughts go out to everybody out there who's been affected by anything recently that was spoken on on this podcast um my guest is a man who was not afraid to talk about this stuff who wasn't you know wasn't gonna gonna run from the conversation and so that's why he's on this episode good dude smart dude intelligent dude the conversation has to be had okay um so let's go let's get this thing started
1: With him. Cannot win with him. Cannot go with him. can do it. play I mean, listen, we talking about practice.
0: Not a game, not a game, not a game. we talking about practice. Down goes Freezer!
1: Down goes Freezer! No! You are now locked in to the Clock Dodgers podcast. Clock Dodgers podcast.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Clock Dodgers podcast. I, of course, am Neil. My guest with me today is a gentleman named Jason. I actually uh, know Jason through a, a previous guest that was on the show, uh, George, a.k.a. a lot of people know him as Gio. Um, so um, Jason actually works with George uh, with Geo. So um i thought it'd be cool to have him on obviously you you know they both work in the same uh, same place which is a very cool company and we'll get into some other uh topics and things play Fowler and no foul have some fun on here welcome to the show jason
2: hey nice to meet you um listen to several of these and love them
0: all i appreciate that man and I'm, i'm happy to have you on here i'm glad that uh you decided to do this now just for for those who don't know um because many people don't know who you are yet except for for geo or george um what can you can you kind of give people a little bit of a background on you like you know like obviously I said you work at Spacex, but um whatever details you can about what you do there or you know what, what you did before that or you know kind of where you're at and everything
2: yeah sure uh i work with the, as you said i work with geo uh at spacex i say with i mean i do all the work, and he kind of just
1: hangs out <laughs>
2: and <talks> about fantasy <laughs> football keeps us all entertained. But uh yeah, I work in logistics at SpaceX. Um before that I worked in space shuttle programs, so this is kinda of my second go around with, with things that launch. Um and before that I was I'm a Florida boy, so like most of us we all worked at Publix at one point in our lives.
0: <laughs> That's one of those rites of passage. Um Absolutely. And you yeah. live in you guys are in what, Orlando or like the area around it or
2: Uh yeah, I mean I'm we're on the space coast, so You know, Titusville, Merritt Island, kind of Brevard County.
1: Okay, Uh, actually, I
2: lived lived here my whole life. uh, Bought my parents' house, um, sitting in what was my bedroom (laughs) when I was a kid. um, Then it at one point it turned into a home theater, and now that I have kids of my own, it's it's actually my wife's office. So uh, that's for all of you out there. If you have kids, you lose cool things like theaters.
0: Yeah, you definitely do. You definitely lose cool things and they get cool things. It's just kind of the, the vicious cycle that we go through. Um, so, you know, I kind of, you know, from obviously, you know, Gio himself doesn't mind uh, discussing topics that other people usually or may feel uncomfortable talking about or, um, you know, seri- kind of more serious things, political things. Um, you know, I, I, I wanted to, because I haven't talked about it with anybody yet, um, I wanted to kind of talk about like a lot of the recent events that have happened, that have happened in Orlando. Um, because it's been, it's been pretty, been pretty tragic and I haven't really spoken with any of my guests about it. Um, and so I figured why not let's talk about it. Um, you know, when, when I, when I say, um, tragic events, of course, I'm referring to number one, you know, the, the, the shooting at a Pulse nightclub, uh, which was the biggest mass shooting, I believe in U S history. Um, and then of course there was the singer who was shot and killed, unfortunately at, uh, while she was, I think at least she was signing autographs with fans And um, somebody shot and killed her. And then um, just recently, the child who died at Disney, um, you know, being, I guess, uh, attacked by an alligator, you would say. And apparently the alligator didn't eat the child, but the the child did drown or something and and pass. So it's been a lot of um, tragic events happening in one city, um, you know, fairly close together. And I don't think we've seen anything like that in quite a while. Can you recall anything like this? I I, I can't recall anything personally.
2: No, not in one area. It's—I mean, this area has been pretty hit, hit pretty hard lately, and yeah, uh, you, you just have to say to the victims: Can you imagine losing your kid to an alligator? I mean, losing your child in any way. But you know, you're at a you're at a resort, and your kid goes near the water, and and you think you got an eye on him, and and I think I read that the guy jumped in and tried to fight the alligator off. Yeah, and got away. I mean, c- can you even imagine losing your
1: kid that way?
0: I, I couldn't imagine it. And actually, see, this thing kind of like raises a bunch of like questions for me and like, you know, things that obviously, you know, like you said, the, the gentleman supposedly, of course, at least from what we've read and heard, that he jumped in there and, and tried to get his kid back. Um, so, like, one thing that's hard for a father to fathom or any parent to fathom is the fact that the alligator took your child, right? And you weren't like dead yourself. You know, that's already hard to imagine that right. you allowed that, not that you allowed it, but that it happened. Um, and of course, a lot of people I've heard uh, on different podcasts, radio, TV, um, every, everyone's kind of trying to take a side here. And that's just kind of the natural, I think inclination of, of us is to take sides, um, which isn't always necessary. But who, who, if you had to point a finger here, and I don't know if you even want to, but if you had to point a finger here, do you feel like, one side is more, um you know, guilty for this outcome than the other. Do you feel like Disney is at fault here? Do you feel like the parent maybe is at fault here? And not that we want to point fingers at a parent who just lost a child, but just, you know, in the grand scheme of things, because it is being spoken about. I um, mean, it has to be talked about at some point. So, do you feel it, like someone is at fault, or
2: it's so tough? And I kind of put it back with, and I don't know if you've talked, but like the gorilla incident with the oh, child. Yeah. I kinda of put it back in I put it back in that same category. Of course the parent should be watching the kid close enough so he doesn't wander down to the water where an alligator could get him. And of course the parent should be watching the kid close enough so that the kid can't sneak into the gorilla cage. But man, if you have gorillas, you gotta make sure a three year old can't get into the gorillas. That's true. If you have gators you got to make sure that a kid can't get that close to the water in the, that quick a circumstance that a gator can come snatch him out. So, I mean, it's it's really equal blame, I think, but, I mean, we're going to see that they're going to settle pretty quick, I think. They're not, you know, there's going to be no choice. They're going to come out, and, and not that that gives you your kid back, but you have to feel like at some point they're going to, the courts would side with the the safety of the kids that that there wasn't there wasn't good enough safeguards put in place to keep
1: like something from
2: happening exactly
0: you know yeah. what i mean yeah and, I, and i've had that conversation with people about um you know so, someone mentioned to me it was like the 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 day they found the body or something like oh man those parents are gonna get you know a lot of money and uh you know they're gonna get you know disney's gonna sue i mean they're gonna sue disney such and such and obviously you know from their side i i'm sure that's the last thing on their mind you know realistically speaking when you lose a child i don't think you're really concerned about you know suing disney but um at the end of the day you're right you know i'm sure there'll be a settlement i'm sure um disney is you know, not going to take any chances of letting that you know go public in any way as far as like a, a just you know a going to court or anything like that i'm sure they'll they'll, they'll resolve it very quickly um but, but you're right i think both 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 people deserve blame for it um but I, I wonder how much you could do to prevent something like that. You know what I mean? Some things you just feel like are almost, you know, not not really preventable. Um, it's Florida, right? It's water, uh, and alligators are going to get there. But what, what do you think you could have done differently? Put up some kind of, like, um, fencing, like some kind of net some kind or something around?
2: Yeah, some kind. Of, I mean, they, you know, they obviously want it to look beautiful. They want to preserve the, the look of Florida, you know. But, you know, some kind of fencing, something the kid couldn't get past anything you yeah. know what i mean like yeah I, you man i don't know i mean what what's the answer in any of these you never they always find a solution afterwards right yeah you they they wall a little bit taller you 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 dig a little bit deeper and and you come up with a solution but and it, it's a harsh way to find out i don't know
0: and it's the same thing with like you know like you said with the gorilla. Um, a lot of people got extremely upset that the, you know, that the gorilla was killed. Um, which I understand, I understand, you know, people being upset about that. I understand, uh, people, you know, caring for animals. I love animals myself. I don't want to see any animal hurt. Um, however, um, you know, when someone's child is in there and their child can, you know, be killed by this gorilla, not maybe not even purposely, but it could happen. There's always the possibility that it could happen. Um, you have to. You know, you go. You know, maybe not do what's what everybody wants to be, you know, to be done. But you have to do what you have to do to, to protect the child. Um,
2: well, yeah. When you when you think about it, if it was your kid, wouldn't you be screaming and shoot the gorilla? Exactly. I mean, look, I love animals, but if my kid fell in there, I, either I'm rushing the gorilla or they're shooting it because exactly. I'm not waiting around for them to figure out a tranquilizer that takes five ten minutes. You know, the gorilla's not looking to hurt the kid. You know, the kid didn't bow up, and the gorilla got nervous. The gorilla doesn't know, he, and its he's huge, and the kid's tiny, and just moving the kid around, the gorilla's going to hurt the kid. Yep. He, I mean, if, the only way you don't kill the gorilla is if the gorilla had run away, gone to the other side, and just kind of ignored the child. Then maybe you go in and rescue the kid, but he went right up to him and just started moving him around, pulling him. You know, It wasn't an intentional. I don't think it was intentional to hurt, hurt the kid, but as small as that child was and as large as that animal is, you can't. you can't take chances and and the backlash for killing the gorilla was big, but if they had tranquilized the animal they tranquilized that gorilla and the gorilla got that upset and and killed the kid, backlash would have been way bigger.
0: Yeah, imagine you know the I mean? stories we'd have had then. <laughs> and
1: and
2: and then you'd have another set of parents grieving going on a vacation and coming home without their kids. And exactly. Again, there's something to be said. You gotta watch your kids, but if you have a gorilla if you, if your business is letting people look at a gorilla, you got to make sure those people can't get near it.
0: No question. And, and, you know, again, another, another situation where people were saying, you know, oh, the parents should be charged with, you know, the death of the gorilla. Um, which again, I, I sympathize with those people who, you know, care about the life of the animal. I do too. Um, but again, like you, like you said with the other situation, it's twofold, right? You can't, um, completely 100% blame the parents for allowing this to happen to their child when the, you know, the, the, uh, the zoo or whatnot has it where that's even possible, right? Where it's even possible for that to happen. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's really a a tough situation. It's a sad situation, you know, no matter how you slice it, but, uh, you know, definitely it was just one piece of tragedy. Like I said, in the, in the Orlando area, um, with the alligator situation that, that has been happening this week. Um, the other, the other two things, like I discussed was the, uh, the concert, you know, the concert shooting. And then of course, um, the nightclub. Um, and so both obviously are, are, are big deals and they happened. I don't know if it was a back to back days or like a couple days apart.
2: I think they were, I think there was a day separating, but one happened overnight. So, you know, it, it might've been back to back, but I think, I think one was Friday night and then one was it Sunday morning, Saturday overnight.
0: Yeah, I think was it was it something like that. And, and so something like
2: that. It, it, yeah. The the,
0: uh, the too, singer, the singer we are talking funny. about is uh Christina uh it was Christina Grimmie, I believe it was. Um
2: yeah, I think she was on The Voice.
0: Yeah. And so apparently she was just, you know, hanging out with fans, signing autographs or something and some guy um just comes up and starts blasting her. Um he got he got eventually tackled by her her brother, which can you imagine, you know, being her brother and and having to experience that, to see that, um, and then the guy apparently killed himself after that. Um, the, the the thing that was that was really scary to me. Obviously, it's you know it's sad that she lost her life, and um, that's terrible. At the same time, this happens every day, right? I mean, there are concerts every day, there are uh, comedians, there are athletes, there are people who every day, you know, give give their time or whatever to sign autographs or spend time with fans and stuff, and this hasn't happened very often from, from what I, from what I gathered, but um, it's pretty scary. I don't know, you know, how you could prevent something like this. Again, I don't know how a gentleman got the gun into this place. Um, You know, when, when things like this happen and same thing with the, with the nightclub shooting, people are always going to fall back onto the argument, guns, 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 guns. Um, (laughs) What, what do you think, you know, about this whole situation with the concert and, and her being killed?
2: Well, first, I mean, security, we see it all the time, and they don't show it on TV anymore. You see some job running naked on a field, and you know now they pan away. You don't see the guy running, and but you see it all the time. They run right up to athletes on the court yep. or or on the field, and you go, man, how did that guy slip down, get on the field, run halfway across, go shake that guy's hand, you know? And and you've seen a couple times where NFL players tackle these guys, and I mean security's got to get tighter. You know, we we live in a world with a lot of people that just aren't right. I mean, even if they don't have a gun, you know, there's all kinds of bad stuff you can do. Um, You know, if even he didn't have anything metal in his hand and he slipped through and he could have punched her, he could have done any. I mean, ultimately he killed her. Security's got to get tighter in advance. they got to pay more attention. I mean, for the most part, though, we have so many events and nothing ever happens. It's just, it's these outliers where somebody slips through the cracks and nobody notices in time. Um, I think they said the brother was reaching for him when he, he shot and, you know, got to him just afterwards and all that took was the shot and, and she was dead.
1: Yeah. It's um, terrible, man.
2: It is. It's, it's tragic. I think, I think security has got to be tighter at these events. You know, as much as we all hate metal detectors, you know, we went, uh, my family went on uh new year's Eve. We went to SeaWorld and, I was complaining because there was a really long line, and you find out it's because they've they're doing you know full body not full body searches, but you know pat downs and metal detectors at the gate. And as inconvenient as it is, it makes you that much safer, or at least you feel that much safer. Right. And you know we got to start doing that. At, I guess we got to do that at all these events now. And and then it's just about having enough security on site to make sure this stuff doesn't happen. Yeah. Um.
0: And the, the, the thing that is crazy is you said we need to do this at all the events now, but it's not even happening at just events, right? We've seen it at elementary schools, churches, movie theaters. I mean, do you put, you know, tons of security in all these places too? You know, maybe it's a combination of both, right? Metal detectors, um, you know, more beef up security. Um, it's just, do, do you think at the end of the day... Um, that these things will ever be 100% preventable? Or do you think like there's always going to be stuff that happens?
2: No, I mean, nothing's ever 100% preventable. Right. right. You, um, somebody's going to find, if somebody's crazy enough, they're going to find a way to do something bad. What The main goal is to minimize it, and whether that's through, and, and you have to make your decision for yourself, like, is it, are you willing to have these screenings to inconvenience you for an hour at a theme park to, to be safe? Or is the risk, the minimal risk of, because they don't happen all the time. It happens, it happens often enough now that the discussion happens way too often. But, you know, how many people go to a theme park every day, don't get shot? How many people go to concerts every day, don't get shot? How many people, you know, it doesn't happen often. If you feel like it doesn't happen often enough, it's a discussion we have to have. is how far do we go to prevent these things from happening in everyday life and how, how willing are we to allow them to happen to us and other people?
0: Right. That's, that's kind of like the, 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 um, the privacy act and stuff, right. It's kind of it's similar along those lines where, um, a lot of people say, we don't, you know, this is too much, this is going too far. And then the other side is saying, well, this is to protect you. And then, you know, the other side again says, well, what are you protecting? What do you, what are you not, what, what are you, you know, prevent from happening with this? And, you know, to one side is just, we're trying to do everything we can um, to prevent something like this, but if it doesn't happen often enough or it's too evasive, people start to get upset. You know, people don't um or like even, even like at the airports, you know, people get very upset about, you know, the TSA and the lines and all this kind of stuff. And although it's meant to protect you, a lot of people feel like some of these things are just, you know, invasion of privacy, money grabs, you know, to get money and funding and stuff. Um, so it's a, a very slippery slope,
1: right? Right,
2: definitely. And and um but it, look like, so it brings up an interesting thing to me because, and you talked guns, and, and I don't know how deep you want to go into guns because, you know, depending on what side you're on on it, half your audience is going to be angry and half your audience is going to cheer and, <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> that is true.
2: Um, and but it brings up an interesting thing for me is, you know, people bring up a lot, and, and I'm for some measured gun control. I'm not, ban- I don't want to ban any kind of gun. I don't think that would work. I think background checks would probably be a good idea. I think increased um, ATF agents um, would be a great idea. So, uh, but I'm not for banning. I don't think banning is a great idea, and I don't think that's ever going to help anybody. But when when these a lot of times when these arguments come up, they you know you hear, well, they'll just find another way to to kill people. Look, they flew planes into the building. You had. You know, three thousand people die because we flew, flew planes into the building. But what did we do as response? Now we lock the doors. You can't get into the. You can't get into the cockpit. Right. Look at all the security measures we increased. Look at. I mean, we made it harder for them to do that again. And we, because of a Second Amendment, we don't do that with guns. And uh, it's it's, to me, it's crazy. There's got to be some kind of, some kind of measure if you're not if you're not allowed to fly should you be able to own a gun i don't know we you know again people say well the second amendment says you should be able to but we don't allow criminals former criminals to have guns right why doesn't the second amendment protect them i mean it, there there seems to be like this view that any any um gun measure is taking away all the guns. And I don't think that's it at all. I think, I think there's some very specific things we could do that would help. And we don't even get to that conversation because one side, one side gets crazy and says we need to ban everything, and that puts the other side on a defensive mode, and we never discuss like the stuff in the middle. Right. And I think we really need to discuss the stuff in the middle.
0: And so when you say the stuff in the middle, what are you referring to?
2: Well, we need more... We need more ATF agents. I mean, we have 2500 now. We had 2500 20 years ago. There's more gun stores in this country than there are grocery stores. You know. Wow. Take up take up 2500 people and have them inspect that many stores.
1: Yeah, you can't that, that do doesn't it. seem it's logical. Mathematically
2: impossible. And you still have they still have alcohol and tobacco to deal with on top of it. You know, there's there's laws that you can't um, you can't ask a gun o- owner to keep an inventory. You can't force them to keep an inventory of their weapons. How can you possibly know? And look, the majority of the weapons that get sold are sold legally by responsible gun dealers. Right. But the fact that it is, how do we know that? We can't keep track of it. We don't have enough people to keep track of it. And there's rules on the book specifically preventing us from keeping track of it. So you hear, well, let's enforce the law on the books. But when you make it harder to enforce the laws on the books, then you totally rig the game.
0: So so it seems like there's a real, you know, there's a middle ground that we can meet at. And we just don't even get to that discussion, like you said, because everyone leans heavy one side or heavy the other, right? And so yeah, um, the, the, there is a happy medium. I, I agree with you on that. I think there is, you know, a medium somewhere in between there that, you know, if we got to that point, we'd be much better off. Um, and it seems like every time something like this happens, these talks happen too. You know what I mean? Every time, uh, like, you know, the Sandy Hook shooting, um, the, the movie theater shooting, the church shooting, every time something like that happens, we start talking about guns again. And I feel like the conversation disappears and it doesn't happen again. until the next gun shooting happens, you know what I mean? So, I, I don't know you know what's happening in between those if there's some fight actually you know ongoing in Congress or something over the guns or if it just disappears and comes back every time something like this happens but um I definitely agree that um there is a medium i don't I don't think banning guns is the answer and you know i, I certainly don't think um i don't you know i don't think I don't think banning guns is the answer at all I don't think there's any any positive that comes from that really um and like you said it's you know it's an amendment and uh, everyone deserves that right you know to protect themselves but um It's definitely, definitely needs to be worked on. And, you know, obviously the the biggest case scenario that we can talk about is this Pulse, you know, nightclub shooting where this gentleman um, who actually I went to middle school with this guy. um, So it was crazy (laughs) to see his, you know, I I looked him up as soon as I seen his name on on TV. Just I didn't I didn't know from the name. I just seen the name and I seen um, he was from Fort Pierce or, or Port St. Lucie area. Uh, which is where I grew up from, like three to probably around eighteen or something. And uh, um, when I looked him up, I've seen his face, and my stomach just dropped. it. I'm like, "Man, I know this guy. I didn't know him. Like, oh, this is my friend. I hang out with him. Um, I just knew. I knew I've seen him before. I knew I seen him on a daily basis somewhere. And I figured it was school. Um, and it turns out it was, it was middle school that I believe I went to with this gentleman. I know I went to the same middle school, and it had to be the same period of time because we were the same age, um, about about the same age. And like I said, he looks so familiar. Um, so it was weird to actually see somebody that you at least know or, or are aware of um, do something like this. Um, but, you know, this, this, this situation, I feel like as the days go on, the story gets crazier and crazier and crazier. Um, you know, just recently they um, banned his father and his wife. On, they put them on the no-fly list. Um, so you would assume that they're concerned about those two and some kind of connection possibly to this or that they know more um, than they're leading on. Um, you know, obviously I think it was 49 people lost their life. If you include him, I think that's fit. That makes 50. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people are arguing this, you know, this is, again, brings the gun law, dis, you know, dispute up. Um, I seen Trump the other day saying that if more people had guns, um, and specifically in that club, if they were allowed to have guns in that club, that they could have protected themselves and that, Although it would be tragic, some people would still, you know, be able to protect themselves, and maybe less people would have died, or whatever the case may be. And that that argument makes sense, you know, in some in some angles. And then um, a lot I've heard people say, you know, these gun violent attacks only happen in places where guns aren't allowed. So it's like the shooter knows, um, you know, nobody can do anything but him. Um, what, you know? And and again, I still think it goes back to your your theory about security. I mean, if the security was better, um, you have to assume that this was. Maybe not preventable, but you know less of a catastrophe. do you agree with that as well with well, the security there too or no
2: security for sure, but d- didn't we hear early on that there was an off duty police officer there and and firing back early? I believe like, so early in it yeah, or, I believe so I mean so so he wasn't the only one in with the gun um i <laughs> I refrain from. From thinking that the, the best option is having a bunch of people drunk in a club all yeah. Armed. yeah, I don't like it either. I think, I mean, I think you don't, I don't think you end up saving as many people as you would have problems with. Because what was a fight turns into a shooting. Yep. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, totally agree. Um,
2: and, and look, we'll go back to it and you have to save because if you don't, people get upset. But 90% of the gun owners, 95% of the gun owners wouldn't pull their gun out and shoot somebody. But it's that 5%. So... I mean, think about think about 5% of the population that own guns, or e- even if it's a lower percentage, just not being smart. Like, I barely trust some of the people I know having their reg- kids without guns, having, you know, and add a gun to that situation. Think about all the people you meet going to a store, and they're just, you know, pants down all the way down their waist, or not wearing a shirt, or, you know, those people those are the people you're gonna, you're saying hey those people should have a gun and be firing in right. in that club
0: yeah so, it, it's it's a tough argument man you know and like i said you know it's always how do how do we fix the issue we know what the issue is now how do we fix it and you know the 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 screams are so loud from either side you know with solutions and what they think is best um it, it's very it's very strange you know and 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 f- for sure i think that um, at least from the details that allegedly I'm reading and hearing about, you know, his wife, I do think that she knew, uh, maybe not specifically this attack, but it's possible that she did. Um, and I think they're going to come down hard on her, man. I think, I think her, I think she really is going to get charged with something. Um, because I think they want somebody to be responsible for it. Do you know what I mean? Um, because it, it, well, hap- I mean, it happens a lot yeah. that these people get, you know, they, they killed, they get killed, or they kill themselves and then no one really faces the, the you know, the charges for it.
2: Well, and if if she if the reports are true and he told her he was going to do it and she didn't report him, and if if she knew he bought weapons and ammo after he said that then and she didn't report it, she should get charged with something. Um, if he told her before he went in, she should get charged. I mean, there's so many things that we're hearing about her and the family, and you don't know how much of them is true, but you're hearing so many of these kinds of things uh, from the ex-wife that he was violent, that, you know... There's so many red flags there that somebody could have caught, and uh, you know, like if, I feel like if my wife knew I had a bunch of guns and I said I was going to go shoot up a place, look, she loves me, but she's calling the cops because it's the wrong thing to do. And yeah. So if, if she didn't do it, man, she's got to face she's got to face some kind of punishment. I, the story just gets crazier and crazier, though. I mean, he he goes in, and you know they talk it's a terrorist thing, it's a terrorist thing, and. You know, he dedicated himself to ISIS, and you know, called the news channel, and he called nine one one and said it was because of ISIS. And but then you turn you turn it on the next day, and the guy's got um, he's got like gay apps on his phone. Yeah. He's gone to that club so many times, and you know, more than it is just bigotry. It's it was um, it was the guy like being self hating, like his his religion taught him that it was wrong but he couldn't he couldn't get over the fact that he was and it just made him hate who he was enough to take other people out that that were gay like he was it's just just amazing the story every day it's something new
0: and that hasn't been confirmed right like nobody's actually said he is gay right that he came out openly or nothing like that it's just we're well, we're assuming he didn't
2: come out openly, but they said he's been to the club and I doubt it was to case it. Yeah. I mean, he's had they, they said he had apps on his phone. I mean, I don't know anybody who has that who's I mean, you know.
0: And plus, I, he, they said someone Alan, said someone said allegedly he was going there for like 3 years. I mean, no one's casing the place for 3 years. It doesn't even, you yeah, know, it doesn't even sound realistic. You know what I mean?
2: Right. I mean, we're never going to get an official cuz he can't he'll never be able to come back and say I'm gay, but um you know, there's enough information out there to say okay the guy was just closeted and and hated himself for it you know and and that that to me is crazy so he hated if that's in fact the case i mean we can throw religion in and the isis thing in but i mean a lot of it was just him hating who he was as a person exactly and
0: and the one thing that comes up a lot too is mental illness man it's it's real yeah, I mean, and it's it's probably more dangerous than guns or anything else that we're worried about. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah,
2: and well, and you know, mentally unstable. But it's kind of like the argument. You know, if you if you watch if you watch some channels, it's all about the terrorism, and if you watch other channels, it's all about the guns, and and then in the middle, it's it's mental health, and in, in all reality, it's all of them.
1: Right, like, right.
2: A person is more dangerous. A mentally ill person is more dangerous than a gun with a gun than without a terrorist is more dangerous with a gun than without i mean I, you know isis puts out videos all the time saying hey in america it's easy to get guns cuz it's easy to get guns so <laughs> you know it's it's everything it's not just one of these it's not just it's all of it but you know again everybody retreats to their corners and nothing gets done about any of it no. so and then we and then in another month or two when this tra- tragedy happens again we, we do it again we start the whole process over again. So um, at some point, they have to act on some of it, whether it's more mental health facilities and try and get some of these guys in, stricter, stricter gun laws, um, stricter security rules for, for clubs and, and events. You know, something has to be done, right? So yeah. how about if you have more than a certain amount of people in your club, you have to have more security.
0: Yep. And, and, I and, and I think one of the other big issues is, you know, this guy was, you know, interviewed and he was on the FBI list, um, twice or two or three times. Um, so a lot of times people say, Oh, nobody said anything or we all got this vibe, but nobody said anything. Well, obviously in this case, somebody did say something and our, our government reacted and apparently it wasn't enough to do anything. Um, well,
2: that's, that's what starts the argument, well, you're innocent until proven guilty. I mean, the guy m- made statements that people didn't like and it put him on the watch list or it put it put him on the FBI's radar, but if the FBI goes there and you go and there's nothing in your background, they do a search and, you know, you say, oh, well, phew, I was just popping off at the mouth. I mean, how many times have you said something angry that if, if somebody had taken you seriously, the FBI would be at your door. You know,
1: right, right, right. You're
2: driving down. You're driving down the street, and you go, "Oh, that guy," you know, and yeah. you start yelling at him. But you're really not that crazy person. Well, you know, the FBI probably showed up at this guy's house. There's nothing in his background. There's nothing to show he's done anything. He doesn't. You know, he doesn't have firearms. He doesn't have explosives. You know, he checks out. And what can they do at that point? Yeah. Um, and it goes. And again, it goes back to that how much freedom are you willing to give up for
1: safety?
0: Yep, that's what it comes down to. And, you know, ho- hopefully, you know, and, and like I said, I feel like broke a broken record because we say it every time something like this happens, but hopefully we do get change because of this. Hopefully we do get some kind of solutions. Um, hopefully security is beefed up. Hopefully, like you said, maybe more ATF agents, um, more stricter maybe or some kind of, you know, gun rules um, that are already in place maybe. Um, but certainly things need to be done and things need to be changed. And although, like you said, these are not common things um these aren't you know the odds are not um you know in the favor of that happening to you any of these things but um like you said it doesn't mean we shouldn't try you know our best to prevent it but how much are you willing to sacrifice like you said to prevent it
2: well that that's a common argument that that really frustrates people too is you know people say well it's not going to keep bad people from getting guns no it's not maybe it reduces it yeah and at the end of the day, all you can hope for is a reduced amount of violence, a reduced amount of gun death, a reduced amount of, of these things happening. Um,
0: I, I, I like to try to you know, relate it to um, people who, who break into homes right, and rob homes. Um, you get a security alarm, it does not mean that they're not going to break into your home. It just means it's probably going to prevent it a little more. Um, if you get a dog, a lot of people say, I don't need a security alarm, I got a dog. Um, dogs barking will maybe prevent. Some you know people from breaking into your home, but it's not going to prevent all of them. Um, so it's kind of kind of along those lines, you know. um It's it's a, I feel like that's a pretty fair comparison that you know you want to try to prevent things as much as possible. So you get the dog, you get the alarm, and you just hope that with all these things that you've set up, that it's enough to prevent someone you know skip your house and go somewhere else. You know what I mean?
2: Well, and it, so people com- compare it to like the drug war and say, look, the drug war failed, so war on guns, you know, that'll fail too. I like to compare it to like our war on drunk driving. Drunk driving has been reduced by you know a ton of percentage points over the last couple decades because we've enacted so many new rules, put so many more cops on the street, had so many um, had so many more checkpoints. That is it. Has the problem gone away? No. Will it ever go away? No. But how many people got home safe because we set up a checkpoint and a drunk driver that would have killed people. You know what I mean? Right. Just, absolutely. You're, you never going to, so, so my comparison is look, if we do it smart, we can do it in a way that doesn't, that doesn't really affect anybody's rights, but maybe there's an extra safeguard, you know? Right. And, and that's kind of what I would think. I, again, we don't have to ban guns, but how about how about private sales go through a gun shop? That way, everybody knows it's on the up and up, right? It, you know, and we don't do that now. And that does that place an added burden on the gun sale on the gun the guy buying the gun a little bit, but again, there's so many gun shops. You pay a little bit extra money, you get your background check, and. Everybody knows it's good, you know. Exactly. There's, there's little
0: things. Yeah, I, th- I think me and you are pretty much uh, in in the same camp, or at least in the same area of the camp, um, as far as you know our views on these things. And that, you know, like I said, there there are solutions. Um, they just need to be talked about. They need to be discussed. And they need to be agreed upon. Um, one one of the things that will, will kind of play into this a lot is probably it's politics, right? A lot of it's politics. And right now we're in an upcoming election. With with Clinton, Hillary Clinton, and Donald Trump, Um, I don't don't need you to take a side here. I don't want you to you know state your case on what you are or who's right and who's wrong. But I just you know I find it so interesting this election. Um, Whether you're I don't care what side you're on. um, I just think you know the the options that we have, um, you know their past histories. um, It's kind of it's almost humorous to me in some ways, right? Because you know, when I was young, I'm not old, I'm 30. Um, but when I, as I was younger, um, Donald Trump was kind of a guy that people, you know, use as a joke, right? He was like, not that he was a joke himself, but that he was like a running joke on like comedy skits and stuff like that. You know, everyone make fun of his hair or this and that, how he talked and you're fired, you know, that kind of stuff. And so for me, for some reason, it's just weird that he is now, you know, the Republican candidate. And, you know, he doesn't really have a history as far as politics. It's not like he was a governor or a congressman or something like that. And, I mean, I, I, well,
2: do you exactly, feel like I'm in the majority exactly here
0: or am I in the minority as far as, you know, how, how odd it is to see this man as, as the, one of the options?
2: Well, I mean, I think you, based on polls, I think you're probably in the majority. I mean, he won he won the Republican base over really well. Right. Um
0: I mean, obviously Dang he's doing something right. I don't know if he's just they, a good salesman or what, well, but he's doing something right, right?
2: <laughs> well, I mean he he played to what they cared about, you know. He they their biggest their biggest things immigration and um and not being politically correct and he came out and he said that. What I don't think that plays super well in the general election. I think I think at some point you Bouting off everything you say and getting on Twitter and getting into Twitter wars with other people, I think that wears thin. But I guess we'll see. I um, I, what's the the most interesting thing to me? And I do lean left, obviously, because you know I, I think everybody can tell based on my gun rules. But um, the most interesting thing to me is how horrible they talked about him. I mean, look, Bernie said a couple of things about Hillary, and hey, she's she's not qualified. She's this, that, and whatever. But nothing like he's a cancer to our party, he's the worst thing that's happened to our party, you know he's poisonous he's and those were Republicans saying that about Trump, and what's interesting to me is to see who falls back in line with him, okay, he's our nominee, yeah, give me that cancer
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know it, he's it's it's it really is it's amazing to see these two uh, neither one of these candidates or somebody i'm thrilled would be thrilled to vote for. Happy to vote for. I, I'm pretty happy to vote against one of them. Um, but man, they both have the most, the highest uh, unfavorability of any candidate ever, and they're running against each other. I, I mean, to <laughs> me, I think Donald Donald's got to be a gift in Hillary's eyes. That's a gift to her. Right. Her unfavorability is huge, and the only person that has a bigger one is Donald Trump. So. You know, against anybody else, that would be a disadvantage for her.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
2: and, it, and it's not, and it goes back to the backgrounds, and you know,
0: um, I mean, we we you know, say what now, we say about Trump, but she's made mistakes too, right? I mean, um, oh,
2: way uh, way too many to count. Yeah, way she she has her flaws.
0: Um, one thing I'm curious what, what your opinion is on. Um, you have people who say, "I don't like Trump. I don't like Hillary. Uh, I'm not going to vote." What what do you think about when people say that? Do you think that's the right thing to do? Do you think, I mean, obviously anyone, you know, whatever their decision is, it's it's the right thing to do. But in your opinion, do you think not voting is the answer?
2: No. I'm a big fan. If you don't like the main candidates, vote third party. Uh, Even if you don't like the third party candidate, because let's face it, the third party candidate, especially this election, past elections, They don't have a good shot at winning, but what you can do is you can get them enough percentage points to automatically be on all the ballots the next time. You can get them enough percentage points to get public finance the next time. You can get them enough percentage points that they can get on the debate stage next time. So I always say, look, well, first of all, if you're not going to vote, you're probably not voting in your local elections. That's wrong. You're not voting for Senate. That's wrong. You're not voting for the House of Representatives. That's wrong. Go vote. Even if you leave it blank for president, go vote. Uh, right. These other races affect your day-to-day lives, too, so go vote. But um, I always think vote third party. If you're not happy with both, and even if you don't like that third party candidate, uh, Gary, is it Gary Johnson?
0: Yeah, it's Gary he's Johnson. Be
2: the, he's be the, so vote for him. Vote for him. Get the Libertarians on the big stage next time. Get a different voice.
0: And, and, um, and I'm telling you, man, when, when you hear him talk and you know what your other two options are, it doesn't sound bad. You know what I mean? It's like, eh, you know, it doesn't, when when you you have these two, you know, these two that you have right now, the two options that you have, anybody to me sounds, you know, half decent.
2: (laughs) Right, exactly. And isn't that the crazy thing too? I mean, when you're at this point, we're at this point in the stage, and I heard last night, today, they're still looking for somebody to run instead of Trump.
1: You know so
2: he's he's got all the votes, and they're looking for somebody to run instead of him, and then and then pretty much anybody you hear, and you know I've heard and, and don't ask me for their names, but you know you hear other Democrats, other Republicans talking about these situations, and you go, where were you a couple months ago? Why aren't you on this stage right now? Yeah. Why aren't we? Why don't we have better options? Um, I was going to say earlier, my my dad's voted Republican probably since since he was able to vote, and he told me, look, I can't vote for Donald Trump. He said, I can't stand anything that that guy is about and how he goes about it. He goes, I, I won't vote. He won't vote for Hillary. H- Hillary's evil to him, but he won't vote for Donald Trump. Right. So he's looking for someone. I, uh, you know, I lean left, but I think if, if it was Hillary and Kasich, I might have voted for Kasich.
0: Right, right, Exactly.
2: You, you, know what I mean, but it it, it because it's amazing when you see these two. How anybody on both sides that are halfway reasonable, you look at them and go, "Man, where were you? Exactly. Where was this?"
1: <laughs> yep.
2: And, and this cycle just this this election cycle is crazy.
0: It's scary though. Like, it's honestly, scary, man. And the the one the only positive, the one positive that I take away from it is that and I mentioned this on a on a previous podcast um, is that. Hillary is a woman, right? And so that's the one thing, you know, before Hillary or, or currently is Barack Obama, which people told us they would never be an African-American president. Um, and now you have Hillary Clinton, which, um, I'm not going to compare, you know, what, what, you know, who, who's had it rougher men, you know, African-American women, all that kind of stuff. But I'm just saying that women also have had their share, um, of, of hard times, so to say, um, where, where they were looked at as people who just belong in a kitchen, just belong raising kids. And they've you know, fought this entire time for more and more rights. You know, e- you know, equal right opportunities at jobs, and now one is a pretty high percentage chance of becoming the president of the United States. So we have to look at that as a positive, right?
2: Um, I, I guess. I mean, I'd rather have the right woman than a woman.
1: Right. Right.
2: Um, you know, you could have said the same thing if Sarah Palin had gotten the nominee, but I don't think any of us would feel comfortable. you have to have the right woman, and not just a woman. Uh, It goes back to a Chris Rock joke, though, that that George Bush was such a bad president, he made it hard for a white male to be president again. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) because we've gone from Obama, well, last time it was either going to be President Obama, or it was going to be Hillary Clinton, because they were were the nominees, and this time it looks like it's possibly going to be Hillary, so so the joke kind of holds up, but yeah, I mean, I, historically it's a great thing, but you know, it goes back again. You have to have the right woman, and not just any woman. And yeah, a lot of people don't think she's the right. I mean, a large percent of the population.
0: I'm just looking for a silver lining, that. man. Help, help me out here, man. I'm just looking for. Uh, I'm looking for hope, so, man. Hope for hope for
2: so, us. So, so a silver lining is. In the country we live in, it's only four years away till we get a,
1: <laughs> another
2: choice. You know, that's a silver lining. If it's that bad for four years, four years from now we'll be doing this all over again, and and hopefully we get a better choice.
1: that's, that's
2: the silver lining here. So, I mean, how great will the company country be in four years? I, I don't know. As many promises as Trump makes, as Hillary makes, as Bernie wanted to make, is you know they still have to go through a Congress. They still have to get through the Senate, and we've seen over the last several years that if if a party, if an idea is so divisive, uh, so divides the country for the most part, that that policy is not going to get passed. Right. There's So uh, there's another silver lining, right? If the guy, if the person that you, I say guy because, you know, but the person gets elected that you don't like, you know how much damage can they really do
0: they might they, they might be so far out there that everything they want to do gets rejected in senate <laughs> yep exactly <laughs> that's what we're gonna hope for um hopefully we haven't ruffled too many feathers here <laughs> with this talk i think we we stayed pretty fair right i mean i don't think we went too hard on anybody well we kind of did but hopefully everyone's not turned this off already um also um, before we move on to more light-hearted things here j- i just do want to say um, you know, from Clark Dodgers, from me, from Jason. Um, you know, for sure. Rest in peace. You know, to everyone that was lost over there at the club, and um, Christina, and the, the child, of course. And you know, our, our, our condolences go out to those to those people and those families. Um, now, I want to get a little nicer here, a little light lighthearted here, a little funner. <laughs> um, I, I, as you know, uh, we we love playing a game here called foul or no foul, and so I would uh, like to like to uh, challenge you at that. Are you are you open for that?
1: Yeah, let's do it. It's that time again. Let's play another round of foul or no foul. All right,
0: cool. So we're gonna we're gonna go on some different subjects here, some some better subjects. So um, this one is a little a little more personal for me um, because me and you do belong to a Madden league together, um, where <laughs> I haven't fared very well against. I'm not even gonna say against you. I'm gonna say against your damn scheme that you pull, and that. So that that's gonna open up my foul or no foul here. So my foul or no foul is the underneath route that you love is not stoppable in Madden. Foul or no foul. Uh
2: I'd say foul. <laughs> I, I think it is I think it's stoppable. Of course I mean, you would. Well, so so first I'm going to say that I went over the top on you the last time we played a good band.
0: <laughs> one time, right? You <laughs> so, did you did catch me off one time.
2: A couple times, but okay. <laughs> we, um, I, it is stoppable. I mean, if it wasn't, a lot more people would be. Play- I mean, I win a good a good number of my games against users. Um, I think only I've only lost once in the two seasons we've been playing, and that was to the Super Bowl champ. And you know, I can't be the only one going underneath, right? Right. Right. So, right. um, there are schemes. I mean, I think I think Madden. You know, you got to find what you're good at. Um, you find the way the other player plays and you set your defense up to stop it and and a lot of times guys are so set in their ways that when you stop their their main plan they don't know what else to do so they just they either chuck it deep or they just they totally f- forget how to play
0: are you talking about um, me Jason are you talking about me
2: i'm i'm not <laughs> i'm not i i played a game i played a game the other day i got caught in the first in the first uh the first series uh the guy would roll out and he'd make me choose cover the receiver or cover the quarterback and every time I'd pick one or the other um he'd burn me the other way you know he'd run for 10 he'd throw for 15 i found a play um and i i can almost remember it now but i found a play that you know it keeps the quarterback in the pocket so he couldn't make me choose anymore so I knew which routes he wanted to throw to and his quarterback couldn't escape to the edge and then all he could do is throw he threw a deep the next play he threw an interception he didn't know what to do so it it becomes to me the game is I play a specific scheme I play a lot of zone when I improve my players I improve their zone cover I make them the best at zone coverage and then I up their awareness and they know so they know where the ball's going and they can cover their zone really well you you pick the players that that fit your scheme, and then you try and read what your guy the opponent wants to do, and usually you can stop them. I mean,
0: it's a chess it's, match. I
2: yeah, I don't score. Look, uh, played a couple games where I scored in the twenties, um, and going underneath. You know, they they stop that. So you just you change your your strategy.
1: Well, if anybody, now, I know
2: you'd say it was no foul. <laughs> if
0: anybody who creates Madden is a Director, manager, president—anything from adding. Take out the underneath route, okay, guys. Take that thing out. <laughs> <clears throat> take it out. All right. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> My next foul or no foul for you. I know you're a Buccaneers fan, so I have to. I want to. I want to uh-huh. get something in there on this one. um Mike Evans will be a top five wide receiver in fantasy football this season. Foul or no foul?
2: In fantasy? Yeah. Um. Top five, no foul.
0: No foul. So you so you think he is?
2: Well, so listen. He is. Have you seen our other receivers? They're yeah, not, great. not great. Um, he, he's he's gonna get targets. A lot of targets. He's gonna drop a lot of balls. Last year, he I think he dropped the most in the league. He's gonna drop a lot of passes. Um, but he gets a lot of opportunities because he's open a lot. So. But I mean if you look at our if you look at our other wide receivers, Benson Jackson, you know, if when he's not hurt he's good, but he's hurt a lot and he's long on the tooth when he's not hurt. And then you have who after him. So you gotta throw it to somebody. I think we're gonna have a, a more high powered offense with the new coach. Um and I I think we throw the ball a lot and I think we throw it to Evans a lot. So I think he can be top five.
0: All right, that's fair. You know, the Raiders play Especially the Bucks this year.
2: Uh, that that happened once before. I remember there was jewelry afterwards.
0: <laughs> Listen, the Raiders play the Bucks <laughs> this year. It is a different story, and I will be there. And I will.
2: Yeah, probably. So we'll have to meet up.
0: Yeah, we can make it make that happen. I, I, <clears throat> we can make that happen. I try
2: and I, I try and go to a couple games. But our work schedule doesn't allow us a whole lot of time off. So, I, but I try and make it to a couple games every year. And if. uh if there's a chance, we'll meet up there. Uh, we'll go. We'll go, and uh, you can be in your Raiders garb. I'll be in my Bucks garb, and we'll see who wins.
0: And one of us will be winners. No underneath routes. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the next foul or no foul. Um, on on clotnodders.com, there is um, articles written by a guy named Tony. Uh, if you do the fancy uh, Life app, he's at Mr. Me Seeks and he does these articles called The Geeky Bugle, and he um, he, he just put out a Rankins uh, for Marvel Movies for marvel comic universe movies and um i want to see if you agree with what he has i don't know if you've seen him or not yet um but basically the statement is geeky bugle um the article written by tony listed captain america civil war as the number one marvel movie um foul or no foul in your, in your opinion uh
2: for me that's a foul
0: okay and why uh, what, am- do you, what would you put above it also
2: well, see, I love Civil War. I mean, it, it really was more of a Avengers than... It, I mean, it, it followed Captain America's storyline, but it was more of a, an Avengers movie. I Iron Man, to me... Iron Man, to me, is the best one.
0: Iron Man Dark 1, Fury, the original?
2: The first one. Okay. Oh, yeah, the first one. Because if that failed, we don't have a Marvel Cinematic Universe. But they they took and made Tony Stark amazing. They took the movie... They put it on the screen. They took the suit and put it on the screen. And could they have found a better Tony Stark?
1: Could not the not possible. have Been any better? Not possible. I mean,
2: so so to me, I think I like I like Iron Man one the best, uh, mostly because if that thing failed, that was like the start. If that thing failed, we weren't going to have any of these other ones, right? Um, I actually liked. Um, I actually liked. Captain, the first Captain America, and even the second Captain America, a little bit better than Civil War. I love Civil War, but that storyline with Captain America, his his origin story was great, Um, and then the second one was really good. I I want to say,
0: I want to say, his top three were um, Captain America, Winter Soldier, number two, Guardians of the Galaxy, and number one, Captain America: Civil War.
2: I liked, and I loved uh, Guardians of the Galaxy because what was great about Guardians of the Galaxy is for people that weren't comic nerds, you looked at that story and you... My wife had no interest in Guardians of the Galaxy whatsoever. She didn't... Talking raccoon, that looks dumb. She wasn't (laughs) going to go see it. But they made you care about characters that you had no interest in going into the movie. And that was the amazing thing for me about Guardians of the Galaxy is you took characters that... Nobody knew, and by the end of the movie, you were rooting for him. You cared about him. Uh, my wife loves Groot; she's a she's the giant Groot fan.
1: Um, so,
2: you know, the the dancing thing at the end gets her every time. And absolutely. So, I I do like Guardians of the Galaxy. I but the Captain America storyline to me was was great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, for me, I know I know a lot of people were upset with Civil War. Um, I think specifically people who read the comics and stuff like that, because I I, I think if I if I remember correctly from my conversation with Tony, somebody dies in the comic, right? One of those two guys die.
2: It was a uh, so, and it's been a while since I've read it, but uh, from what I remember is Captain America dies. Okay. And then uh, Bucky becomes Captain America. Okay, gotcha. Um, and so people and, were upset look, that
0: that didn't happen, right? That someone didn't die in the movie. Um, my own, you, my you only, probably... my only support of that the fact that it didn't happen was that you know I'm there on my son and stuff who you know looks at these guys as obviously superheroes and dresses up as them and and watches everything they do and i wouldn't know how to explain that you know watching it with him that you know one of his favorite superheroes just killed his other favorite superhero um so i personally was happy they didn't do that um but that that was kind of one of the gripes about it i think right
2: well it seems like it, but it also seems like they're maybe lining it up for them to happen in the future they've got bucky on ice and you know, if Chris Evans ever wants to bow out of doing it, they could, you know, they could always have that storyline follow just a little bit different, you know. Um, hopefully, yeah, my I son. Mean,
0: hopefully, my son is old enough where I don't have to explain nothing.
2: I mean, it's a gripe, but <laughs> you got to know when you go into one of these major motion pictures, they're not going to kill one of their stars. And yeah, you probably could have gone in and looked and seen that he has a contract for a couple more movies and figured <laughs> out he wasn't even just yet. I mean, and even in the comic books, everybody comes back when they're dead. Right,
1: right. So it's right. not like
2: if they killed him, he couldn't just come back. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't get the beef. You know, none of these movies have followed the storyline a hundred percent. So, um, and they even even they can't because Civil War was much bigger in the comic book world than it was in the movie world, just because of of rights of characters.
0: Right. Well, man, so, you know that. Uh, I, I highly suggest people to go check out that article. And, again, that's on It's the Geeky Bugle. Uh, and Tony writes, you know, cool things about, you know, comics and, um, you know, TV shows like Game of Thrones. Um, all, all kinds of stuff. And he has tons of other, you know, fun stuff in store that he hasn't even, you know, scratched the surface yet. So definitely check that out. Um, the last foul or no foul that I want to throw at you here. Um, Elon Musk okay. would be a better president. Than Hillary or Trump, or no
2: foul. That's no foul.
0: You're inclined to say that, of course. You you have contractual contractual agreements that you must say no foul. But it doesn't matter because I agree with you. I'm a huge Elon Musk fanboy. Um, but go ahead and uh, talk about the man a little bit. I mean, I know I don't want you to get in trouble. I don't want you to you know get get suspended or anything because of this. But you know, talk tell us a little bit about him.
2: Well, he's he's hyper focused. He's hyper driven. He um he wants. He wants everything he did, like. Everybody he wants everything he does to succeed. But he's willing to put in his money, his time, his effort, and all of it, all of his time, all of his money, all of his effort to make sure it happens. He has, he has a vision that he sees with with us being on another planet before he retires, and he's willing to do whatever it takes within you know legal reason to make that happen. <laughs> um, I think that probably be the only thing that would uh, be bad for the country if he was president. Like he sees it his way and man, there's, I don't think there'd be a ton of compromise. He wants, he wants what he wants and, and you're going to make it happen for him.
1: Right. right. Um,
2: and, and, but that's, I mean, that's the guy he, you know, he, he started with PayPal where he got some of his money and, you know, everything he's touched since then, it's taken off. Even the
0: damn SpaceX t-shirts. Even those things, man. He couldn't even mess up a damn t shirt, bro. Like, even the t shirts are like high quality, freaking awesome. Like, oh, man. The guy is just. Uh, he's doing it, man. He's doing
1: George, it.
2: I heard George hooked you up with some t shirts. Yeah, he hooked me up, man. A whole bunch of t shirts. A whole bunch
1: of, whole bunch um, of them, man.
2: <laughs> he, uh. No, I mean, he's, you know, and, and if you look at everything he's, he's planning, it. It all seems to have the central theme that, hey, this would work well on Mars. You know, um, he does the home battery. He's trying to get um, he's trying to get solar cars or electrical cars. Well, that would work great on Mars where there's no fossil fuel, <laughs> you know. Ha- has uh, there ever the been a rumor
0: that Elon is from Mars and he's just trying to get back home?
2: I've read that somewhere. <laughs> I've read that. Actually, I think the Simpsons might have done something on that at one point. Really?
0: I didn't know I got to see <laughs> that.
2: They had an episode with him on there and uh, he had a spaceship that ran on electricity, I think. And,
0: That's hilarious.
2: Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, he's the Hyperloop that he, that he, uh, his idea that he's he's kind of crowdsourced and, and asked people to come up with great ideas. I mean, it's like, to me, it looks like a bank tube for a train, you know? Mm-hmm. You, put a, you put a train in a bank tube and, and the air sucks it from one place, or magnets suck it from one place to another and Um, do you get a lollipop also you You should you should definitely you should get a a handful of them (laughs) Uh, but yeah i mean his everything everything he does is is in hopes to get to mars and make it uh, inhabited by humans um occupy mars you know whether huh yeah exactly occupy mars
0: i got one of the sweet mugs too man
2: yeah, they uh when you put something hot in them it changes color oh, and then yeah, as oh, yeah. it cools down it changes it
1: back. That's a little bit yeah, of a bragging. Uh, That's a
0: little bragging for me, man. It's like you know, you know when you had like show and tell in, in elementary school? I would so bring yeah, that, yeah. I would so bring that cup into show and tell. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. i I got some shirts for one of the guys on the, the app and uh I, I think I got them cooler shirts than you got so, so don't Well I mean, That's you know, blasphemy, you let George pick them. You let George pick them out for you, so that's the problem.
0: Oh, man, I didn't know there was options. So so you gave somebody <laughs> options?
2: Well, I picked them out, but I got better taste.
0: Oh, okay. So I should have went to you, is what you're saying.
2: It, well, that, that's the truth. That's, true. that's Yeah. <laughs> well, man. I think George, George had more free time, though.
0: Yeah, that may be the case. He did say you are a, a hard worker there, man so um uh, now
2: i feel bad for making fun of them <laughs> not too bad not
1: too bad
0: <laughs> well man i mean that's all i had for us you, we we went through a lot of the tough you know a lot of the tough stuff that a lot of people don't want to talk about or that are hard to talk about um so i appreciate you doing that with me Um, i appreciate you playing foul or no foul um it's definitely elon musk for president and before you go is there anywhere that you know, people can find you, whether I don't know if, you, you know, Twitter or if you're on the Fantasy Life app or anything else, or any any message you want to leave people with. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything we talked about, just anything that, if everybody listening took anything away from this conversation, something that you want them to leave with um, that Jason told them about. Anything at all? Any shout-outs? Anything?
2: Uh, I, I'm not really on social media all that much, Um, so you can find George at G.O. Um, <laughs> Uh, keep listening to the clock dodgers autumn obviously um i wanted to ask you i know we're getting ready to wrap this up so is it the warriors i know we probably we probably uh by the time this but is it going to be the warriors yeah or the-
0: so but by the time this is out it definitely will be over but you'll get us on the record then for something at least so um <laughs> i'm gonna go with the Warriors only because i've wanted them to win the whole time i've you know obviously it was the easy choice to call them the whole time but um I, I just feel like at home maybe we got curry all fired up now you know maybe but man it's just hard to go against lebron right with the way he's been playing but i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna go with the warriors i'm gonna stick with them what, what what do you think
2: um so you and you can ask george even when the warriors were down two games i told them they were going to win the championship even when they were still down two games but Man, I don't know. I saw, I saw Curry. I saw that whole team get rattled, just get rattled this last game. I'm still going with them, but it's—I never thought it would be close for me. I, I didn't think the series was going to be close. I—I I didn't think, you know, especially when they went up three-one. I thought it was over, even with Green suspended. I'm still going with the Warriors, but seeing them the other night get, you know, get shaken up and having Kerr talk about, you know. Him fouling out of the game, and uh, you know, it kind of gives you a little bit of pause. But I'm definitely going. I'll go warrior. Yeah, and I then it's have... far Good, ahead. good.
0: Ahead. No, 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 good.
2: No. I... Well, I was gonna say, as far as my message goes, man, just I was gonna say, just be willing to listen to the other side. You know what I mean? Don't automatically run to your to your core beliefs and and uh, and then firmly implant yourself there. Listen to the other side maybe uh, we can get a little
0: bit of something done. That's that's deep man. Secretly deep over here man. You didn't I didn't know you were going to come with that. So um <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely for sure I definitely agree with you on that. And man, we'll see. You know, we'll see how everything pans out. Hopefully uh you know, hopefully by the time this comes out Elon has begun running for president, hopefully you know, there's some some laws in place that uh you know, help prevent a lot of these things that we that we talked about today. But man, it was great talking to you. Um, I do appreciate you, you know, taking time out of your day. I know you got a family and you're busy and um, SpaceX doesn't give a lot of days off apparently, but hopefully um, you know, I appreciate you coming on and, and like I said, um, you know, I know you say you don't have any, I know you say you don't have any social media or nothing like that really, but um again, I appreciate you and, and if anyone loved this episode, definitely hit us up. Um check out clockdodgers.com um, on Twitter. I, I'm on Twitter. Maybe Jason isn't, but I am. <laughs> Uh, at Clock Dodgers, same with Instagram at Clock Dodgers, uh, and of course the email address ClockDodgers at gmail.com. for any other in- inquiries, anything at all. Um, Jason, man, I appreciate it. It was a good talk. Next time we play, stop the underneath routes. And okay,
2: I'll only throw. I promise you, I'll only throw it deep. How only throw that?
0: deep. Every single play, you're only gonna throw the ball deep.
2: Every it, it'll be a different route, but we'll figure out a way. I'll make it. I'll make it so I only throw. What do you say? Fifteen yards, twenty yards, or
0: Yeah, that's more. fair. That's fair.
2: All right. And then okay, when I lose, what
0: happens? And I complain about throwing the ball deep, right? Uh,
2: probably that the game <laughs> forced you to fumble too many times. Or <laughs> <laughs> so, All right,
0: man. Well, seriously, man, it was uh, a good talk. And you have a great weekend, man.
2: You as well. Thanks
1: for having me on.
0: Thanks, man. Have a good one. All right, thank you again to Jason for coming on. I appreciate you having to talk with me. That you know, many people are uncomfortable talking about, many people get all in their emotions and talk about, and then you know, the conversations don't typically end civilly. Um, that, that's one of my big gripes, um, with talking about stuff like this. Um, when it comes to religion, when it comes to politics, when it comes to um, morals, when it comes to race. Um, people get very uncomfortable and they tend to shy away from those conversations. They tend to get, you know, very standoffish in those conversations. Um, and I understand anything you talk about when you're emotional that gets you emotional um, or that you're really invested in, I understand it'll do that to you. However, like anything in life, um, as simple as you know, little disputes, uh, relationships, marriage, um, girlfriend and boyfriend, children and, and, and parents, nothing gets better. Nothing gets fixed. Nothing gets corrected. Nothing gets changed unless you communicate. Unless we are willing to sit down and talk with each other, nothing will ever get better. So while I respect people's choices to decline being in these conversations or, um, I understand their passion and their emotion in the conversation that sometimes leads them down a path of, um, you know, ending the conversation in a way they shouldn't, uh, whether it's disrespecting the other people in the conversation, whether it's getting offensive in the conversation, um, that does us no good. Um, things that me and Jason talked about on here, whether, you know, the politics that we talked about, whether it was, um, the, the recent um, nightclub shooting at the gay nightclub. Um, whether it's um, religion, um, you know, terrorism, all that kind of stuff. Um, people get very emotional about these things. Um, they get very self defensive. You know, I mean, not self defensive. Excuse, <laughs> Are you using some jujitsu on me? Um, they get very defensive um, when it comes to these topics, and we have to be willing to talk about them. Um, we have to have to have to talk about these things. Um, it's been happening for you know as long as our history can remember um before i before i go into the more the more recent things because i like i said um i've held on to this conversation um because i i knew things were going to kind of uh transpire whether it was the election that we were talking about or maybe more facts about the shootings and stuff that come out um so i held on to it and then more things have come into the news now where i ha- i had to release this one now um i have to talk about this now um, because I'm mad now, I want change now. Um, so first, first of all, rest in peace to anyone who was involved in the Orlando nightclub shooting. Rest in peace to them. My thoughts to their families and friends. Very tragic, very unnecessary. Rest in peace to the singer that we mentioned earlier on the show from The Voice. Um rest in peace, you know, to the parents who lost their child in Orlando. Rest in peace to all these people. My thoughts are with all of them. Um also rest in peace. I I, I don't know why this is becoming such a trend in our in our culture. Um and, and you know, okay, so so recently we have lost the lives of Alton Sterling, we have lost the lives of Philando uh Castile. I'm hoping I'm not, you know, Saying these names too bad. Uh, we also lost a, 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 um, five officers in Dallas, police officers who were just, um, you know, doing their job at a protest and lost their lives um, as they were ambushed by a man who thought that violence was the answer. And violence is never the answer in these cases. In any case, it's never the answer because violence will only lead to more violence. I understand people are frustrated. I understand people are hurt. I'm frustrated. I'm hurt. But we can't react in violence. It doesn't help anybody. And don't get it twisted. The people who are protesting, the people who are hurt the most right now, the people who 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 are demanding a change are not the ones who hurt those officers. Um, that's not their goal. That's not the that's not the goal of any of any movement or any protest or um, or, or anything at all. Um, so don't don't put the two together because they have nothing to do with each other. Um, so, so so we live in a time where everything is recorded, where everything is watched on camera, on microphones, on on cell phones. Um, nothing goes by without an eye on it, um, without us witnessing it. And you know, for as long as this country has been around, there's always been these kind of things. Um it's very deep rooted in our culture, um in our communities, and it's and it's it's a very terrible thing. Um some people now, um, because things are better than ever in a sense, um have turn a blind eye to it. Um they think it doesn't they want to act like it doesn't exist, they want to pretend. Um and and again, to ease their own. To east their own. I'm not here to make anybody a believer in me or what I say. Um I just I've had these conversations with people uh, recently, whether it's on the internet, which is hard to gauge because a lot of times you just have trolls on there because they hide, they hide behind, you know, faceless, nameless people and they're cowards, but they go on there and they hide behind these names um, and, and say hateful things or, or try to piss people off. Um, and that's their goal. And there's something wrong with those people. And, and again, that's your outlet, man, whatever, you know, do what you want to do. Um, but, I've had arguments and conversations and debates with people about everything that's been going on lately, the black lives matter movement, um, which I, I fully support what they're doing. Um, as long as they are I, 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 I mean, let me say, that I fully support the black lives movement in its positive fashion. I'm not the ones who go, you know, off, off the course here and, and, you know, do things like they did in Dallas to these police officers. That's not a black lives movement member. Um, whether he supported that or not at some point or another, I don't really care because it's not his end. His end result was not what what Black Lives Matter is about. Um, and I know a lot of people say, "Oh, well, the, the the men being gunned down in the streets, whether white, black, no matter what it is, um, a lot of people um, go to defend the cops and say they did nothing wrong. They had to defend themselves. Uh, these people weren't good people." Um, I, I understand you want to defend police, and we all want to defend police. There's nothing nothing wrong with police. Um, there are certain police who are not good. Yes. Um, but not all police. So I, I definitely support police, the ones doing the right things and protecting our our communities, our families. Um, and there's bad police, just like there's bad anything, anything in life. There's bad of it somewhere. Um, so I support the, the the police and what they do, uh, who the ones who do it right. Um, I also support people in general, human rights in general. Um, and regardless, if you feel that the people who were killed at the hands of these police officers, whether you believe they were good people, it doesn't matter. Um, from what we've seen in the videos and and that's all we can speak on is what I've seen so far up until this point and what I have knowledge of, I did not see anything in those videos that warranted men to be killed in cold blood in the street nothing I've seen warranted these police officers to take these gentlemen's lives. Nothing, nothing. I don't care about their rap sheet. I don't care about pictures that you put out. I don't care about it. It doesn't fix, it doesn't, it doesn't justify what happened on those videos. And yes, if you put out pictures of these slain men, um, on the internet that portray them in a negative light, if you put out pictures of their rap sheets, if you put out anything like that, yes, you, to me, in my opinion, are not a good person. You are trying to put someone in a bad light to justify what has been done to them. And that's not, that's not fair in my eyes. And there's no there's no value in that. That's pointless and racist or borderline racist, because that's what you're doing. You're trying to hurt someone who is no longer here to defend themselves. And you're doing anything you can to to slander that image of them to justify what was done. Um, One of the biggest issues for me, and I don't get it twisted. I'm not saying police officers go to work or the the, the few that you know cause these issues. Um, I'm not saying they go to work and say, oh, I can't wait to kill a black person today, or I can't wait to kill somebody today. Uh, I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is that there's a systematic racism in place. There's a fear that these men have Um, just from my personal opinion, when you watch these videos, um, if you see the cops reactions, um, pretty instantly after what they've done, they're scared, they're terrified. And that in itself is a form of racism or a form of prejudice because they're not able to control themselves in this situation because they're afraid. And I, I, I tend to agree that they're afraid because the men in the men in the situation that they're dealing with are black men. And whether you want to call it racist, whether you want to call it misunderstanding, whether you want to call it prejudiced, um, whether you want to say they're putting people in boxes um, from a uh, opinion standpoint, however you want to call it, I believe these officers were scared. And if they're scared, they shouldn't be doing the job. They shouldn't be there because it's not a job that you could be scared in. Even if a person has a gun on them, you can't just shoot them in cold blood because they have a gun on them. You can't do that. It's just not, if you can't handle this man, you see cops spearing dudes, slamming them on cars, can't turn their arms behind their back. If you can't handle that man, then you don't react in that moment. You call backup. You do whatever you have to do. You have to have a better system in place than you think. You know that your, your current system is you're gonna try to take this into your own hands. You're gonna tackle this man. You're gonna put handcuffs on him. And if he doesn't comply, you're gonna kill him. That's not fair. That's not justice that's not what america's about. it's just not right and that has to change. Um, i'm not going to sit here and give you um, all the ways to fix the system. i'm not here for that. i don't i don't i'm not maybe i'm not i'm not smart enough to give you those things. i'm just here to tell you what's happening is a broken system. it's it's not fair to everyone equally and it has to be adjusted. it has to be changed, it has to be fixed. it has to be broken down, new foundation put up and everything. Mind you, I have family who are police officers. I have a cousin who just graduated, New York City police officer. I have another cousin who's already been a New York City police officer stationed there. I have uncles who have been retired police officers. I've had people who have served in the family. Um, they're they're better than me because I couldn't do the job. I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm going to bash cops for having fear of certain races and all this kind of stuff and you know, being put in... You're, you're, No question, you are putting yourself in the line. You are leaving your family at home every day and going out, and you are putting your life in danger to do your job. And I appreciate that. I respect that. And I cannot thank you enough for that. If you're not fit for that, if you're going to take someone's life because you're afraid, then please stay home. Please turn in your badge. Um, There's a reason I'm not a police officer, because I couldn't do it. I couldn't do whatever it takes. I'm not. I'm not able to do that. You're better than me for that. If you could do that, I'm not. I'm not in the military because I can't do that. That's why I respect these people to the utmost because I can't do that. It's the same reason you respect a professional athlete because you can't do that. Um, not. Not that I'm not comparing the two, but you know what I mean. It's a, just a, a way of explaining this to people um, in, in layman terms here. Um, you always respect someone who has a craft um, that takes a risk that puts a life on the line that does not that you cannot do or you're not willing to do. Um, and so you have to respect them. Um, but at the same time, you have to respect ordinary citizens too. You can't go around, you know, creating your own laws in the middle of the street. You can't go around um, taking things into your own hands because you think, oh, this guy's not listening to me. Now I'm going to force it on him. No, you don't force nothing on people. Um, I don't care who the person is. You have to do everything you possibly can to not hurt that person. If you can't handle it one-on-one, you better call backup and you better figure out a new system and do this thing the right way because it's not fair. Another thing I can't stand is these police officers, after they shoot these gentlemen, they want to handcuff them. I don't care about your procedure. That ain't human. I don't care what your procedure says. You want to handcuff them? Sometimes they just stare at them with the gun. They don't, even, they don't even move. This person's bleeding to death and they don't even move and then nobody else can help them. You got the wife or the girlfriend sitting next to him watching his man, watching her her loved one bleed out and she can't even comfort him. This man is leaving us. He's leaving this planet. His soul is gone and she can't comfort him in those minutes because you're telling her put her hands up. Where did humans lose our humanity? Where did we lose our compassion? Where did it go? You can't let so you can't put holes in someone, have them bleeding out of these holes where their life is escaping them, and you do nothing but stand there and point at them in fear because you're afraid. That's not how we are. It's not how we're supposed to be. Yes, certain races are being mistreated. Black races are being mistreated. The black race is being mistreated by police officers, whether it's institutional, whether it's, you know. The, the white culture doing it, whatever it is, whatever you want to blame for it, it's happening. It has to be fixed. Don't ignore it. Stop denying it. It's a fact. It's happening. Yes, it happens to white people. Yes, it happens to Spanish people. Yes, it happens to Asian people. But there's an obvious, obvious statistic in front of us that shows some races, spe- specifically African-Americans, are taking it much worse than the rest of us. And that's been that way for way too long. It's not acceptable and needs to be changed. Anything you can do to make this world a better place, I urge you to do that, whether it's to help somebody, just a stranger, whether it's to to raise your kids the best way you can. I'm not asking everybody to, you know, to petition or to protest or to become a politician or, you know, change the world on some grand scale, but just change it in your own little way because the stuff that I'm witnessing right now, in my opinion, is disgusting It's disgusting, and I expect so much more from people. I expect so much more from us, from you. Anyone right now who has earbuds in their ear and is listening to this or listening to this on a speaker, I expect so much more from you. Um, Not that you're a bad person, but every one of us can do just a little more. Um, So I highly urge us, whether it's just to spread the word, whether it's to help fight a system that's broken, uh, whether it's just to help someone cross the street every day. We can all do better. We can all treat each other better. We have to. We have to if we want this to last. What's been going on is disgusting. So any way you could help, I highly urge you to do that. I will try to do the same on my end as well. We all could do a little bit better, if not a lot better. Um, and this is just my little way of of trying to get that message out Um I stand by everybody who's out there protesting, working hard to make things get done the right way. I beg for change in our in our law enforcement system. And again, rest in peace to everyone who's lost their lives, not even just the gentlemen that I've mentioned here or the police officers I mentioned here, but everybody who goes back and back and back, who suffered through things like this that don't that don't deserve it. It's sad. When you, when you watch these things and we and we see them unfolding in front of, like, for instance, when I see in the Dallas protests go left and everything start going crazy, it's almost like that has become normal programming on TV at this point. I, I see things like this happening, the, the police shooting people in the streets, um, people, you know, being blown up in protest or um, blowing things up, terrorism, you know, killing our own. It's like this has all become normal Program and I see this stuff on the news like it's normal, like it's part of your right. Like you can set the DVR to see it. That's it's like it's become a part of our TV shows. It's not supposed to be that way, guys. It's not. It's not. We gotta. We have to put that on us. We have to take responsibility for it, and we have to talk about it. We have to communicate. Stop running from these conversations. Stop getting upset in these conversations. Stop disrespecting people in these conversations, and let's have the real conversation it has to happen it's the only way anything gets fixed we have to fix it let's be real with ourselves guys be kind be great keep dodging
1: thank you for listening don't forget to stop by clockdodgers.com and follow us on twitter